0: Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. Another week has gone by. I say that every week. It's like it's a shock to me. You know, you think about that? Like, hey, guys, another week has gone by. Oh, wait, it's a weekly podcast. Of course, another week has gone by. What have you guys done this week? Seriously, what have you done? Can you reflect back and think about what you've done and go? I did A and B and C, and it was a killer week. I get home every day, and my wife is, you know, God bless. Her, I don't know how she's still with me after all these years, and but she is amazing and she's patient, and she says to me every day, "How was your day? Yeah, it's okay, it's good. What'd you do today? And I, you know, I, I mean, did this and did that, and and I'm I just kind of like blow it off. And and I don't blow it off to be rude or insensitive to her. It's because I've moved past it, and I'm you know I'm here focused in the moment now, and I'm with her, and I'm home, and I'm unwinding, and I don't want to revisit the day because that'll wind me back up again. I'm, I don't know if you guys can relate. And the irony of that whole statement, of course, is that even though I'm trying to unwind, I do stay tethered to the smartphone in case there's something important I get on email or something critical said on social that is requires me to respond, maybe not as tethered as I am normally in the workday, but you know, so I wanna come down, but I'm still connected. It's crazy, and it's all a mindset, right? You gotta change your mental model a little bit to make sure you have a long-term success, right? That you're here for the long-term. You don't burn out. You don't get discouraged. You don't get frustrated. I've learned to do that over the years. I sucked at it at the beginning. And it's kind of interesting because now I've got two kids that are in their early to mid-20s and they're out in the workforce. And it's funny, I'm seeing me all over again in them. So I'll give you an example. You know, my oldest will come to me periodically. I'm blessed this way because he actually, we have this relationship that he's now of an age where I'm no longer stupid and know nothing. I might know something. He just doesn't want to admit I know something, but he'll still ask the questions take my advice, and then think it was all his own. That's the father and son dynamic. And uh, he'll ask me advice on how to deal with conflict in the workplace. I'm frustrated with his coworker. My boss isn't listening. My boss is is a moron. Um, whatever it might be. We all have it. it. doesn't matter what the conflict is. And I'll coach him on on how to do it and how to respond. Having been a a manager myself for so many years of of staff, having been an employee who has a boss, having made the mistakes of how not to approach somebody, having been full of pride and arrogance and thinking that I'm right, only to later learn that I wasn't as right as I thought I was, and that's a little humbling. That's all part of life. Okay, so I give him the advice, and often my advice goes like this. You have... To talk to them. You have to talk to them. I'll caveat it by saying, listen, the message you're saying isn't a tough message. No boss wants a disgruntled employee. No coworker wants another coworker to be mad at them so you can approach it it's not what you say as much as it is how you say it so there's a life lesson right whether you're in sales it's the exact same way in sales you can ask for the price and say how much money you got or you can say you know what's this worth to you and what's the the benefit of it same question do you have the budget but you deliver the message differently it's received differently and what i always find amazing is that his first reaction which is totally youth related is to say yeah okay A you won't do it And so we'll have to often revisit it two or three times before he finally gets up the courage to do it. And ultimately it always ends well. And then I take credit for it. And he says it was all him. And and then we trash talk and we talk sports. That's what what guys do. But the point I observe as a parent is how he is avoiding conflict. Why is he avoiding conflict? Well, it really goes back to sales. He's avoiding rejection. What if I approach them and they reject me? Well, that sucks, doesn't it? No one wants to be rejected. You see, why I bring this up is because I see this in him and I know there's so many of you out there who have this fear of rejection from prospects and clients, and it's limiting you. It's stopping you from being successful. And you know, it's totally reasonable. Do not feel bad about it, but do own it. That's kind of my thought. And there's lots of ways to cope with it. But you know what? That's not my expertise. I can barely coach my son. Who is the right person to talk about how to overcome fear of rejection from prospects and clients? Well, my friends, that would be Andrea Waltz. Do you know her? She's with Courage Crafters, and they are the creators and authors of Go For No. So gofornow.com, you check that out. But Andrea Waltz is gonna to talk to us today about how to overcome fear of rejection from prospects and clients. Andrea, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: I am so glad to be with you today, Daryl.
0: Oh my gosh. Everybody says that, but then afterwards they hang up at me and they say, Daryl was a total doofus. What a disappointment. It's okay. You can just lead with that. (laughs) The the audience will actually nod their heads and agree with you. Just so we're clear on that. What part of the country am I finding you in today?
1: I am in sunny Orlando, Florida.
0: And we're going to talk about you and how to overcome fear of rejection. So how did you become so well-versed in this? What's your story, Andrea?
1: Well, we wrote uh, go for no 20 years ago, actually, when my husband and I launched our company in 1998. We were training retail organizations at that time. Of all of the things that we would teach, sales, customer service, management philosophies, go for no was the thing that resonated with people more than anything else. And so we ended up writing the book and realized that actually Go For No solves a problem that everyone has in every business, in every industry, whether you're an actor going out for an audition, salesperson, writer, it doesn't matter. So we since retooled our business in 2007, became Courage Crafters, and ever since I wake up every day Figuring out how I can help people reprogram the way they think about failure, rejection, and hearing the word no in their business.
0: So what I love about this, I mean, think about this, guys. Their company name is Courage Crafters because it takes courage to overcome rejection. And then she's telling you to go for the no. So we're going to drill down on that but what i do want to talk about is we guys i don't think we've ever actually had an episode that's been solely focused on the fear of rejection we've talked about it you know cold calling challenges what if there's rejection but this one today is all about rejection so if this is something that you can relate to great but if you got a colleague or coworker can relate to that you know feel free to share this with them too so let's start talking about it i know for me when i first started with the sales bag uh, i was selling photocopiers going door to door Talk about learning from the school of hard knocks. Fast forward, I was selling software and, and just doing cold calls from the phone. Both of those scenarios, rejection was just killing me. How do I get past that reluctance I was having to do my job to hit my number?
1: Right. Well, first of all, we have to cover the idea of what does go for no mean, actually, because it sounds, I think for a lot of people in sales, they think go for no, that's the last thing I want to get is more no's. I want to get more yeses. And of course, yes is the destination, but no is how you get there. So the whole premise of go for no is to intentionally increase your failure rate, to intentionally go out and hear no's more often so that you build your skills, you build your confidence, and you find those yeses. But the caller, reluctance really starts because we have all been taught and trained to to avoid hearing no, to uh, avoid failure, avoid rejection, and actually is kind of the old mental model. In our book, we have two models. And basically, it starts off, you're in the middle, success, the yeses are on one side, failure, rejection, hearing no is on the other side. And we do everything within our power to avoid that. Really, what we need to do is we are on one side of this model rejection, the no's, the failures are in the middle and the success that we're seeking, the yeses, are really on the other side. And so it's adopting that mental model. I think that's so important so that when we, when we start doing the go for no process and we start hearing more no's, people don't give up. So that is kind of a really important foundational idea there.
0: So what jumps out at me was when you described your model, it's completely different than how I was visualizing the model, so tell me if I'm normal or not. In my view of the world, like I'm gonna pick up this phone and either it's gonna take a left turn and be rejection or it's gonna take a right turn and there's gonna be success, but I'm in the middle. But what you just described was, no, 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 I'm at the start and then there's rejection and then there's success. So what I'm hearing you say is we have to walk through that fear of rejection and it might or may not happen before we could ever get to success rejection is inherently part of the process. Am I getting that right?
1: It is. And you can't bypass it. And I think a lot of people, especially in sales, we have a lot of protective mechanisms to avoid that failure. So a lot of assumptions, these people are just going to say, no, this company doesn't have the budget, whatever. And so we use those things to protect ourselves from that failure, from that rejection. We actually have to embrace that and seek it out and get the answers, right? In other words, go for no, it could be a no. In order to really make the progress that we want
0: to make you made reference a few seconds ago talking about changing your mental model of failure and success so i guess i'm thinking what is my mental model i don't know if i have one to me i think failure is uncomfortable rejection i don't like it because i want people to like me success is good i would rather gravitate towards success but i would really avoid failure how do i change my mental models obviously my approach is the wrong approach
1: not entirely. It's common. I mean, it, this is where we have all kind of been, again, we've been taught and trained to do that. And, and so really what it comes down to is giving yourself permission to fail, seeing the value of those rejections and the value of no, as opposed to not asking the question, not picking up the phone, not making progress with that potential customer. In that is really where the failure comes.
0: I'm listening to you and I'm thinking of another guest we've had on the pod before, a guy named Benjamin Dennehy, I've talked about him before. but He made a really important point to me one time on the show where he said, you're wired as a kid to be polite, to not interrupt, to be respectful. And that's what mom and dad taught you. And they chastise you if you didn't do that. And now as adults, We're effectively being told to ignore all that advice in the pursuit of our sales career, change our mental model, that there's going to be failure. And we have to accept that and just kind of discard all the stuff we were taught and and that baggage, because that's the nature of the beast. This is what you do. Is there truth in that statement?
1: Absolutely. We fundamentally have to recraft what we've been taught. And we have two issues. This is kind of nature and nurture, because we're biologically wired to not be rejected. Nobody, thousands of years ago, you did not want to get thrown out of the tribe. That would be very bad. You would <laughs> be, right? You're, you're there foraging on your own, and you're probably going to die. And so some people, they see getting rejected as they get that rejection, they get that no, and the, the brain, because the brain's trying to protect us, has us living under the The freeway overpass in a matter of seconds, right? That that is the catastrophizing that goes on. And so in today's world, though, it's actually the opposite where we have to move through those no's, figure out what we're going to do with them, like get a no and then say, what's my next move? I'm not going to avoid this situation. I'm going to pursue these opportunities, pursue this situation, and move through it. So we're fighting that brain, we're fighting kind of that people pleasing mindset. Also, I think a a lot of salespeople, they don't want to be seen as aggressive or pushy. And that's definitely not what the go for no philosophy is about. We're not saying hey, we're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to force you and twist your arm to say yes. But it does come down to having the courage to ask the questions and present the opportunity and present the the product and the service so that you have have the chance to get those answers rather than talking yourself out of it and then always kind of having a mediocre sales career because you're never putting yourself in a position to fail. You're never willing to risk. You're never willing to kind of go that extra mile.
0: Andrew's going to tell us how to overcome all this momentarily once you do this you will be set for life and life will be grant you'll hit your quota every time guaranteed Andrea assures me of that to learn how that's gonna happen stay tuned we're gonna to go to a brief commercial break we we'll be right back
2: CRM was designed for managing relationships sales engagement is designed for starting them current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
0: All right, so on the break, I was thinking about my wife. My wife has a massive, like, over the top fear of snakes. And it's crazy, right? If a, a commercial comes on or a TV show comes on and there's a flash of a snake, she's like freaking out. And it's not funny. I've learned to tease her with pretend snakes. It doesn't go over well. They just leave it at that. But that's not too far off of our fear of rejection. So they say when you have a fear, you're supposed to confront it. Is that the same here? Do I need to see and experience, no more often to overcome this fear? Like, I guess i throw that out there. Is that what I have to do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, one of the strategies we suggest is to set what we call no goals. So instead of just setting a typical yes goal, so some people might say, I want to get four appointments this month, what we say is instead of worrying about getting your four yeses, why don't you set a goal to get 10 no's or 50 no's? And when you are in that process, what happens is you take this idea and you make it very behavioral focused. That's what go for no is all about. It's about getting into action. And so when you think about, well, how am I going to reach my sales quota this month? And, and Daryl, I did not guarantee that everyone would reach the sales quota. <laughs> I may have lied. I may have lied. Okay. <laughs> we have to go back to that. Yeah, uh, Revisit that topic. But what happens is instead of just saying, get four yeses and then what? most sales people do is they get their four yeses and then they stop all productivity for the rest of the week or the rest of the month, it's I'm going to get 50 no's, let's say. And so you might get your four yeses the very first week of the month. Now you've got three weeks to continue to go for no, quote unquote, get the no goal that you set and simultaneously give yourself an opportunity to get more yeses. So that is a very behavioral way to put go for no into action. And when we focus on behaviors, it is kind of the mindset that changes on the back end. That is though why i mentioned Mentioned this failure model is because when you start going for no when you start putting in and setting your no goals and doing these things, your brain might say, holy cow, no, this is this is wrong. This this is this doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. This is the new mental model, which all great business people operate from, that they don't shy away from failure. They don't run from rejection, they move through it.
0: So what I really like what you just said is I've talked many times on many pods before about the power of mindset, and how important it is. But what I heard you just say, this is me speaking, hopefully many can relate. I'm a bit competitive. You may be shocked, ought to learn that. I'm a bit competitive. And I'm mostly competitive with myself. When I'm working, dialing, reaching out, engaging, going for yes, yeah, I'm going for yes. So when I get a no, I'm PO'd, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm disappointed, I'm exasperated. I am all of that, right? And it's ugh. But you said you need to go for no, so you've changed the rules of the game. This is Daryl speak. Okay, now I'm not going for yes, I'm going for no. And when they say no, yes, that's another no, check. And okay, the goal is 10 or 20 or 50 or whatever. I'm going for that goal, how many no's can I get today? And if they say yes, oh, okay, shift, that's a bonus. I wasn't going for yes, I was going for no. That mindset for me, I can get that because now I've given myself permission. So when they get it, I don't feel frustrated or angry at myself or that I dropped the ball. I feel like I've got another no. That's my immediate reaction when I heard you say that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a very good friend of ours told me a funny story. He called me one time and he said it was Friday afternoon. He had set a no goal of 10 for that week. He had nine. He had a guy that he'd been calling on for a couple years who was always kind of putting him off and always telling him no. And he realized that this would be the perfect opportunity to get his 10th no to call this guy on this Friday, late Friday afternoon, and just check in and get his 10th no. And he says, Andrea, I called this guy and I said hey I'm just checking in I'm sure you're probably not ready to sign up right now and the guy said Mike I'm so glad that you called yes this is let's let's do this thing <laughs> and, and Mike said I didn't know how to feel it was kind of yes. kind of weird yeah because I didn't get my tenth no but I I got the yes from this prospect that I had been going after for a couple of years and and that is kind of the funny thing and I, and I do also want to just add in here this is not about like sabotaging yourself if somebody actually called you back and says, I'm ready to do business. You don't hang up the phone, right? It's not about, we're not like, sometimes people hear go for no and they think, well, that's crazy. You know, I want yes. Of course you want yes. And ultimately yes is what we're all striving for. The idea is don't fall into the trap that we all fall into as salespeople, where we make assumptions, we come up with excuses, we do all of this stuff in order to avoid no's. That is kind of the go for it part.
0: One thing that jumps to mind, mindset is a is a challenging thing, right? Many people, it's not on or off. So there's going to be, for many of us, this back and forth, you know, almost a roller coaster of I'm yes, I'm no, I'm yes, I'm no. That roller coaster effect, I assume, has an impact on our success, does it not?
1: The roller coaster, the emotional roller coaster that we end up on comes about because of two things. How we will respond to that no. In other words, what do we say to ourselves mentally? And what action do we take next? So if you get a no, what's your response initially? Do you think at that moment, are you are you saying, wow, I'm so frustrated? or or, um, I'm not cut out for this, or what have you. Are you saying all of those negative things? And then what's your next move in terms of action? Is this the moment you get that big no and you say, I'm done for the day, like I'm done. And the next day you come in and you find all the kinds of excuses not to prospect. And so another day goes by. Those responses really are what put you on the yes, no emotional roller coaster, where yes is great, no is horrible. You have all these negative reactions. It doesn't allow you to be consistent or productive. That's why setting no goals keeps you in activity. And the final piece is really to celebrate those no's when you do get them. The goal is to even out your emotional reaction.
0: If I am on that roller coaster and I make that next call, am I, I can't be optimal. I can't be on my game talking to that next prospect. I'm assuming it's gotta have an effect on how that next call plays out, does it not?
1: It does and this is something that takes probably the longest to reprogram because remember we talked about biologically wired so there's always that sting. But when you start to value that no, and then you start to not only figure out how am I gonna respond? I'm going to start responding differently. How we do that is first think differently about the no. It's not the end of the road. Here's my next move. Here's what I'm gonna do with that no. So there's value in it. And then from there, how does that then affect your emotions? When you are thinking correctly about the no, and you have a plan in place for dealing with those no's, then your emotions start to get on a more even keel. And you're right, Daryl, you don't want to necessarily pick up the phone if you're on tilt. So the idea is, can you celebrate the no? Can you find value in it? Can you figure out what your next step is so that you don't go the next day or week without picking up the phone So that you're ready and that you are on optimal. You don't want to be on tilt because that last no has nothing to do with the next thing. But sometimes I think salespeople, kind of like a baseball player, like all of a sudden you can get in a slump, right? (laughs) Just like you can get on a hot streak. It's important to recognize, hey, this next interaction is completely fresh, has nothing to do with the last one.
0: So I've heard you talk a couple of times about we have to value the no. Playing devil's advocate, I get it. But... But there's always the but, right? But if I get the no, sure, I got the no. I'm going for no. I want to get 10. Yeah, I got a no. But at the same time, that means that prospect who I thought was a really good prospect is possibly dead. Are they dead? Or now should I value the no if that means I've just lost another possible prospect, which means my pool, they get my number
1: just shrunk? talk to me first of all love devil's advocate like all day long yes keep keep, (laughs) keep challenging me the whole idea here i think is that we all know that I think for most salespeople, there's all kinds of prospects and leads in the pipeline that are really dead leads already. And so we're just lying to ourselves. <laughs> so if we actually get that no, that is absolutely a good thing. But also remember that the value is what is my next move and what strategies can I employ? So is this a no, never? And if it is a no, never, then, hey, you just freed up a ton of potential time, energy that you will have spent on this prospect that now you're going to save and you're going to go after more qualified prospects. There is value inherently in that. Or secondarily, is this just a no for now? It's not a no for never. We need to figure that out. And what does that look like? And what does that sales cycle look like? And and when can you you check back? And what value can you offer so that you continue to build that relationship so that no does turn into a yes in the future?
0: All right. If I want to get that yes, because I ultimately do want that yes, How do I be persistent, I guess, without being pushy or being aggressive? Because I really ultimately want the yes. Like, can I do that? Or do I just embrace the no and say it is what it is.
1: Well, you have to make a decision, right? Every time you're in that position and, and you get that no, you have to decide how far do I want to go? And the, the trick is that there is a line. I think for a lot of people, everybody has their line. And unfortunately for every prospect, it's different, completely invisible. So we never know where it is and when we're crossing that line. Most people, I think, stay so far back that they rarely cross that line and so it would probably be i think it's the rare person who hears over and over like you're being too you're 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 too persistent. You're too this. You're too that. Most people give up way too soon. From an aggressive standpoint, I think that this is definitely not about being aggressive whatsoever. The, the kind of aggressive mindset is the go for yes. I'm going to sell you at any cost. I don't care if this product or service is right for you. I'm going to twist your arm. That's kind of that old go for yes sales mentality. The go for no is what I'm going to do is at every turn not give up on you if I think that you are the ideal prospect, highly qualified. I'm going to continue to offer value to you when I can, and knowing that at some point, this no could turn into a yes. I think that's positive persistence that we do need to have.
0: All right, folks, I'm looking at Amazon right now. Go for no, five stars. Not 4.2, not 3.8, five stars on Amazon. Massive number of reviews. I'm telling you, invest in yourself. You gotta learn to earn. Good example here, invest in yourself. Go do that. Now, if you liked Andrea, guess what not only can you follow her on linkedin and twitter she will be speaking in atlanta may 5th to 8th at the outbound conference 18 speakers just 18 speakers thousands of people the industry's biggest outbound centric show no vendor bias no product pitches just raw real stuff andrea are you pumped? This is year number two for you there, right?
1: It is. I'm so excited. Last year was amazing, and I didn't know if I was coming back or not, and then the guys invited me back, and I'm so thrilled because uh, it was definitely one of the funnest conferences and such amazing speakers. I was in awe. I was sitting in the back of the room learning so much myself. So it's fabulous.
0: When you're there, you're like, I can't believe I'm, I'm surrounded by all these people here and all the knowledge we're hearing and learning. For that reason, VanillaSoft title sponsor of the show because it's exactly what we do. Andrea, thank you for your time today. I had a blast. Any final words of
1: wisdom? But I would just say, you know, go for no in your life. Like, try it out. Uh, if you want an upgrade, the next time you get on the airplane and you want to try to get into first class, or the next ho- time you check into a hotel, say, hey, do you have, you know, an upgrade? Practice your courage. Practice using this skill of asking, because that's, of course, what sales is all about. You can do it everywhere, all the time. That wraps another episode, folks, of Inside
0: Inside Sales. I'm Daryl Prale. I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales, hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.